today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. The announcement, uh, as we expected, uh, Yesterday came from Premier Kathleen Wynne about the, the minimum wage, and it's going to be uh, jacked up here in Ontario to $15 an hour. And, uh, well, let me put it this way. There's some mixed reaction to this from a number of different circles. As you might expect, there's some political pushback. That always happens. Because, uh, this, this, you know, we're a year away from election. That stuff's going to happen. There's always going to be, no, we wouldn't do that if we were in power. Uh, others are suggesting that it's long overdue. Uh, Ontario, by the way, is the only the second province to... Uh, Raise the minimum wage up to about $15 an hour. Are there pros and cons to this? Well, we're going to get into that in just a couple of seconds. Uh, with that announcement, of course, about the minimum wage increase, there are some concerns about the impact that it might have on small businesses here in the province of Ontario. One of those groups that have uh, expressed some of those concerns are the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Richard Corusil is a board member with the Ontario Chamber, and he joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about that. Richard, thanks uh, for joining us. Welcome to the program today. Good morning, Bill. Nice to be with you. What we had talked about a speculation a couple of weeks ago now is, uh, I guess, going to be reality, at least in the short term anyway. Uh, maybe you could just outline for us, Richard, some of the concerns the Chamber has about the impacts of this. Yeah, so so look, we, we share the government's desire for broad and inclusive growth. Uh, to achieve this, we need to ensure that we're not risking job losses, uh, which we think this, this uh, there is an opportunity for that to happen, as well as rising consumer costs and economic hardships as a result of overregulation. So we think it's important to make sure that if we're going to regulate, um, that there's evidence associated with it in terms of what the impacts might be. And that's our big concern right now, is that we we don't know, uh, nor does the government know, what the impacts will be as a result of this legislation that they'll be putting forward. And uh, our concern is we should know that. I mean, you and I would not go and pull out a mortgage without understanding what the impacts would be in terms of whether we can afford it or not and what that would mean. So what we're asking the government to do is let's at least understand what the, those economic impacts would be and then let's talk about how we can mitigate some of the, uh, those impacts so we get a better result for everybody. Is, is it the, the, the raising of the minimum wage, is that, is that the major priority here? Because there's a lot of other things included in this legislation as well. Uh, extra holiday time is one. Uh, there, there's uh, you know bereavement time, leave time, things of that nature too. Are, are these those grouped into the same areas of concern, Richard? Well, absolutely, because each one of those layers on additional cost or, or difficulty for particularly small business operators. So, and when you look at them all together, then there it becomes even more significant. And of course, when you layer that on top of the cumulative burden that we've now experienced over the last few years with electricity prices, cap and trade, um, all of those things, you know, the the CPP and, uh, increases, all of those things layered on, uh, in many cases, to many small businesses. And we all know that, you know, 80% of the businesses that are out there today are small to medium-sized enterprises, and they're and they're going to be the most impacted by this. But how do you, how then do you deal with and the the discrepancy in incomes and wages? And we know that there's a group of people in this province and in just about every other province right now uh, that we have labeled as the working poor. They're, they're not people that are simply government check recipients all the time. They're out there working, but oftentimes it's for that minimum wage and they're not making ends meet. How do we address that? Well, I, I think there are there are ways to do that. I mean, building a more prosperous economy always helps drive out new new jobs the retraining portion of how do we get people into better jobs um, as the economy starts to change and becomes more knowledge-based. So there are other things that we could be doing, in fact, helping lift people out of minimum wage, whether it's at 12 or 11 or 15, but into higher-paying jobs 
by, by improving skill sets and allowing them to be able to advance in their careers. So you're talking about investments in, in things like retraining and things of that nature, but that's that's wonderful in the long term. But in the short term, how do you help people to pay their rent and, and, to, and to buy groceries and maybe get medical supplies if, in fact, somebody is sick in the family? Well, there, I mean, I still think there are lots of other ways to do it. Um, raising minimum wage, we're not saying don't do things like that. In fact, we we had a, a discussion with the premier several years ago and because we were always seeing a haphazard increments to minimum wage. Uh, where we agreed uh, with her at that time that we should have a, a, a minimum wage that increases automatically according to, to uh, the consumer price index, which is what, which was put into place. So there is something there that already starts to push up uh, wage rates based on uh, on that principle. This is something that's kind of come out of the blue. Uh, it wasn't part of the review process at all. So so I think this is what's catching a lot of people off guard. And, and in addition. Um, it's being implemented very, very, very quickly. I mean, January one, we'll see it go up to 14, and then the following January up to 15, and that's a 20% increase uh, in cost to the to the uh, uh, small business operator uh, each year. So, so over 40% uh, in a two-year period. And for a small business, if I'm a small pizza op, pizza store operator, or if I'm a uh, owner spa, I've only got a few staff. Uh, now you're increasing my labor cost by 40. 40 to 48 percent. Now, how, how does that how does that business operator deal with that? Well, it means that they've got to either increase the prices. So, at the end of the day, as a consumer, we're going to see increases in pricing. Um, and then, if you look at the province um, and even our municipal government, the governments themselves are the biggest employers in the in the province, and it's going to affect them as well. So, at the end of the day, whether it's our hospitals or our social service providers are going to see their salaries and therefore their costs go up. And where does that money come from? It has to come from the central treasury. And nobody's talked about that. Nobody, We don't understand what that impact is and what that's going to mean. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.